0: and worship you corporately. And it's something we take for granted every day. God, forgive us. God, forgive us when we don't even recognize the blessings that are before us. God, we pray you'll be with Pastor Ron this morning as he brings the message that you have laid on his heart to share with us. That our eyes and our ears will be open to hear what it is that you have for us, Lord. Help us to be grateful today. Help us to be thankful. Help us to love. We pray and ask all these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen.
1: Amen. All right. Thank you again so much for being here. This is our second week, and this is a two-week series that we've been doing on Give Thanks. And uh, we'll... Uh, we'll next week begin our our Christmas uh, series that'll kind of lead us up uh, to uh, to the celebration of Christ's birth and and uh, we'll be talking about traveling and uh, it's going to be kind of fun to kind of look at it in that perspective and so um, so here's the thing we um, you know this series is really about kind of getting us focused on Thanksgiving getting us focused on what it is that uh, that we really should be thankful for we got so much to be thankful for you know I kind of look around the room and you know everybody's you know looks fairly warm um, you know you're not gonna be real warm in here cause um, you know that means for me that I will sweat uh, my my tail off up here and so we kinda balance it so uh, we know how that goes but but we're covered we're we're dry we we've kinda got all you know um, kinda good things going for us and so we just have so much that we could be thankful for, but but we often miss out on the opportunity to do that. And so you know, Thursday we're gonna we're gonna stop everything. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll get a chance to do that to just stop and and be thankful. And and not it a shame though that we have to set aside one day out of a whole year just to be thankful. And you know, we should be thankful like every day. Um, and you know, and it won't take. It didn't take long. You know, as soon as they took the the costumes and the candy off of the shelf, up went the tinsel and the ornaments and the trees, right? It, it, it really kind of skipped from Halloween to, to Christmas uh, as far as retailers go, because guess what? Thanksgiving just ain't that sexy, right? You can't sell a whole bunch of Thanksgiving, you know, decorations and t-shirts and all. I mean, I try, but it's just not there for them. So they move on and try to go to where the money is. And, and, and so we miss out on so much uh, of what really you know, Thanksgiving should be. It should be a much bigger deal. Um, and it should be something that we look at all year long. And especially as followers of Christ. If you claim to be a Christian who has accepted Christ and, and follows him and he it, it lives inside of you, Man, every day should be a day of thanksgiving. Every day should be one where you give thanks and you praise him and that you don't really have a hard time finding places to focus in on being thankful. Uh, and so that's what you know, we're going to do for the next um, you know, little bit together here this morning and we're going to do tonight. We're just going to focus in on being thankful. So I hope that you know, when you leave here today, you go get your lunch and, and all that, but then at 6 o'clock you come back. And just come back with a heart of worship. We'll, we'll have communion together. We'll, we'll spend some time just worshiping and, and just being thankful for the things that we have. It'll be a great time, and you don't want to miss that. But that's just what we're going to focus on. But this morning, I, I want us to dig down into um, really how do we focus on Thanksgiving? How do we do that? And we're going to read a scripture. And I'm going to read kind of a, a little longer passage than normal. But I just think it's, you know, I could, I could pull parts of it out and I could kind of cut it up and chop it up and all that so that you wouldn't have to sit here and listen to it. But you know what? I really don't care. Um, sorry, some of y'all are thinking like, what is up with this dude? He's in bad mood today. No, no, no. I, I think we got to hear the whole thing. And, and so for a moment, I just want us to listen to, to what Thanksgiving really sounds like and should sound like and what it could be like for all of us. David here um, in Psalm 103, if you have your Bibles, your phone app or whatever, or you read kind of part of it on your, your, your program there, but we'll have it all up on the screen. But, but Psalm 103 is just um, David crying out in thanksgiving. And I want you to hear how he does that. So in uh, 103, beginning in verse 1, it says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone, as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. The Lord has made the heavens his throne. From there he rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything he has created, everything in all his kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Man, isn't that powerful? Man, it just, I mean, like I could quit on that one, right, and be done. That's enough. That's enough. But, but I want to just kind of pull it apart a little bit and, and help us to see what David was, what he sees and to, and to hear what he hears and feel what he feels. If we're struggling with this area of thanksgiving ourselves, man, this, this is it right here. This is the one. Like it, it should, we could pull this one out at any time and, and just be reminded of where we should be. I love the way that David here addresses his soul. You know what we address so often like what we see we're so worried about what we see we're so worried about you know what's going on out here and and, and around us and david's like no 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 let me let me let me look in for the moment let me look at the deepest part of me let's talk about that because see, we can facebook you know has made us all shallow and 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 focus on what we can be if we just really want to be right but, but David says, no, let me look at what I really am, when, when all that's removed, what, what's, what's going on here. And he praises the Lord for all that he's done. And, and the context here, he's just using this, this grammatical kind of a tool to just really open up his heart and his, his deepest inner self to, to just no, notice God. And for us, it's just a great opportunity For us to be able to see, just like David focused on being thankful, how you and I can focus on Thanksgiving. And so there's just a few little things I think we need to notice here to focus on that. The first one is that to praise the Lord and count your blessings. Listen, if we're going to focus on Thanksgiving, we need to count our blessings. I mean, if you haven't written down things you're thankful for in a long time, maybe it's just time. I, I know it's kind of kind of hard to think about but to actually take a pen in your hand and a piece of paper and actually write something on it is i I get it it's it's kind of you know like dinosaurical or whatever i don't know if that's a word if it's not it is now and i get credit but but it's just old and, and but but just get it out and write down some things that you're thankful for begin to just Just look at the picture that it draws when you say, what do I really have and what should I be thankful for? And you begin to to put that in places where you can see it and and do it. Here's what he says. He says, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. That's with everything. God says that's most important that we love God with all that we are. David says, listen, you got my whole heart. I praise you with it. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget his good things, uh, these good things that he does for me. Man, sometimes I tell you, you guys just stop. And you, you got to remember the good things that have happened. Can I tell you the best time to stop and think about the good things that he's done for you is when, when you're in the middle of a pile of mess. When things are rough and bad, listen, I know that's like that's sometimes the hardest time, but I can tell you that when when you, when you, somebody looks at you and gives you bad news, the the only way, the only way to make it through that is to begin to think about, okay, well, it's bad, but you know what? This is good. And God certainly always is, no matter what we, we find ourselves in and what we deal with. He's always good. And I love the way that that Psalm 103 is just, man, it's just pure, unadulterated praise. He just praises God all the way through it for who he is, what he's done, and just he never gets off track in it. He never gets focused on himself. He never puts the emphasis on his problems and how bad things are because, listen, we're so good at that. Even when we praise God sometimes, the way we praise him is to make a bigger deal of our bad things. And I'm telling you, let's make it lesser of our bad things and more of who he is. It totally changes how we think about issues when we'll do that. And David is just looking at this and he's just saying, man, God, you are so good. And I give you all of my praise. Everything that I have, I'm going to lift you up with this. You know, David went through some pretty difficult times in his life. He went through some really tough times that he was responsible for. He went through a lot of time, a lot of things that he wasn't responsible for. He was chased. You know, man, he just went through all kinds of stuff. Had to hide in caves and all kinds of things. And we don't know exactly what was going on when he writes Psalm 103. But I can tell you, it, it must have been in a place where he was thinking about all of those things. And how he could be so focused, the fact that God had brought him out of those things. David pauses here and he praises the Lord with this with this song. You know, the psalm is nothing more than a song written out. I love psalms. I I love uh, the way they're written. Some of them, you read them, they're kind of dark and they're really weird, you know, but the fact is, is that they're written in this poetic uh, way to kind of bring things together to allow you and me to just experience it. And the Israelites would sing many of these psalms, that they would sing them out and they would praise God with them. Man, David was this guy who when he praised, he praised. David did everything with all he had. He was man, he didn't he didn't get shortchanged on anything. If he was gonna sin, he was gonna sin, right? If he, was gonna, if he was gonna praise God, he was gonna praise God. He would dance and sing, and he was this accomplished musician and all of that. Man, he's praising God with his with this song that he's singing about who God is. It wasn't dry. It wasn't this, you know, kind of ho-hum thing. You know, sometimes, it, it, I, like, I, I, poor Robert over here has to stand beside me when I sing sometimes. And, and I try not to do it too loud just in case they don't turn my mic off up there. Uh, but, but, man, sometimes I can't help it. Because I just got to praise him. You know, there's times where I'll sing when it's just me around, because, again, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But I just sing out loud because, God, man, he's been so good to me. He's brought me from places that, you know, I can tell you all day long about the things in the darkest places that he's, you know, he's seen me, but he loved me while I was there and he brought me through them for some, you know, for his, for his purpose. For some reason, he just loves me that much. And guess what? That's how he loves you. Wherever you are, whatever you're experiencing, whether it's physical or mental or spiritual or emotional or whatever it is, listen, he knows where you are. And he's right there. He loves you just as much there as he would if you were in the best place you could be. And he's the same God there as he is when, when things are good. And so often we, I tell you, we get so focused uh, like David, we, but we don't keep it on God. We keep it on whatever we're going through. And I want to tell you today, David tells us, you know, praise the Lord and count your blessings. This guy, kind of, you know, a guy that would dance and play music while he sings? That's a guy that we should all want to be like. He wasn't scared to do whatever he needed to do to let God be lifted up in his life. And sometimes we, we just don't even want to sing when. That's why we turn the lights off, y'all. You ever wonder why it gets so dark in here? Listen, do you know how much junk I take because we turn the lights down during, during worship? I get all kinds of comments about that. But you know why we do it? So, people won't see who's singing so bad. Right? Because we want you to sing bad. We just want you to sing. Whether you can do it good or bad, we want you to do it. We saw anybody better look over and see that it was you, all right? I mean, I'm trying to help you with it. Quit complaining about it. If you can't see, I'll get you a flashlight. They're a dollar at the, you know, family at the whatever, Dollar Street. But man, I just want you to be able to worship him. Because I look around the room, I see a bunch of people that need to praise him. I see a bunch of people that need to lift him up for the things that he's brought you through, that he's kept you safe from, that he, you know, that he's brought people around you through, and, and everything else. We need to praise him. And David says, Praise the Lord and count your blessings. I mean, look at it. Look at who he is. Don't forget his good benefits. Because he loves you and he loves me. Psalm 34 verse one. This is where David, David was kind of caught. He was being chased by one, you know, he was in a bad place. He gets caught here um, and, and he, he's, he's a, with the enemy, right? And so he starts playing crazy, right? You ever been around people that you didn't like and you don't want to be around long? And so you just start acting crazy. I ah, get rid of them. And David found himself like, he's like, they know who I am, they're going to kill me, so I'm going to act crazy. But here's what he does, though, in the middle of all of that. He says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Love the way, man, have you ever been helpless? We all have. Psalm 66 says this, "Should joyful, shout joyful praises to God all the earth. Sing about the glory of his name. Tell the world how glorious he is. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Your enemies cringe before your mighty power. Everything on earth will worship you. They will sing your praises, shout in your name in glorious songs. And you can go on and on. Psalm um, 81, Psalm 92, this on and on, there's just, there's just tons of them where just, he just, he's just lifting God up and acknowledging who he is. Do you have psalms in your own life? Do you write your own? Do you sing your own? Not, not because you ta- just just in your words of praising him. David says, praise the Lord and count your blessings. The second thing is this, that life in relationship with God is whole and healthy. If you want to focus on Thanksgiving, think about life. life in a relationship with God is whole and healthy. It seems like lately I've been around a lot of sick people I've been around a lot of people who have gone through a lot of different things, some for the most part healthy just got a couple of issues, but nonetheless, a lot of sick people i've been you know my dad's been in the hospital i've Um, i've been with him getting testing and all kinds of things and and been at hospitals with you guys and and uh, on the phone with you while you're at the hospitals and all kinds of stuff been around a lot of sick people but can i tell you that what i loved about most of them that i was around they were whole and healthy spiritually they weren't struggling they didn't need a, a really a A spiritual hospital, they just needed a physical one. I love that. That they could praise God in the middle of all of those things. And David says, listen, a relationship with God, man, you you can be whole and healthy and know that things are okay. Verse 3, he says this, he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. One of the names of Satan is the accuser. You know, what the, you know why? You know what he likes to do? He likes to accuse us. He, he likes to remind us of the bad things that we've been and done. He likes to keep that in front of us so that we'll be, um, we'll be off track, we'll be messed up, and we won't be able to be used the way that God wants us to do. He accuses us of things. He reminds us to, of, you know, do you, do you remember about them? Do you know about that person? You, you see what they're doing? Man, did you know this about them? He loves to accuse us, not just to ourselves, but to us about other people. He he loves to keep things stirred up so that there's always something going on. He loves to come in before God can do something good. He loves to kind of get in there and, and try to work his his mess, so that you and I can begin to focus in on the problem and not the solution. He loves to remind us that, we, that we've made mistakes and tries to get us to forget we've been redeemed. He loves to do that. He, he's, he's the adversary, and so he loves to mess up what God wants to do. But here's the thing, though we have an adversary, we also have an advocate. Jesus is our advocate who stands between us and God and makes sure that He reminds God of who we are in Him. But then He also reminds us who we are in Him. And we've got to be willing to listen not to the accuser, but to the advocate. The one who gave his life on a cross that died there to pay the price for our sin so that you and I could be set free from the penalty. I love that song, Chain Breaker. Because Jesus breaks the chain of sin that binds us and holds us down and keeps us away from God and having a relationship with him. He breaks those chains so that you and I can be set free and have a relationship with God that we were created to have all along. Like, if, if there's some songs that um, we sing, you know that, that. I think we should sing out. And there are some songs I think we should sing out that we should sing at the top of our lungs. And listen, if you've been set free from the bondage of sin, if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, that song "Chain Breaker," man, you ought to sing it at the top of your lungs. Because it's not just about it's not just words on a screen and in a, and in a song it should be your testimony he's broken those chains for you and for me we need to remember that the accuser may tell us one thing but man the advocate knows the truth and that's what we should listen to we were so we will we will grab a lie and run with it like crazy but when the truth is in front of us we really struggle with it and can I just I'm, can I just tell you today that if you've accepted Christ as your savior, you've come to a place where you recognize that in your sin, you were lost and separated from him, but, but through Christ and his death on a cross that through belief and trust in who he is and accepting that, that you are redeemed and set free. Listen, the truth is that you're his, you belong to him and you are free, not free to do whatever you want to do, but you're free from what you have done. And you don't have to live that. The, do you get what the, I don't, I don't know, but I can't hear as far as the east is from the west than picturing it like this. What happened like this? Jesus died like this. I believe as his arms stretched out it, that his, the, your sin and my sin was being paid for as far as the east is from the west. He could have died a whole lot of ways, but he died that way, and I believe it's symbolic, and we need to, every time we see it, we need to be reminded the price is paid. He forgives all our sins and heals all of our diseases, James, and see what, here's the thing, this is not about healing physically. Many times we like to say, we read this scripture and we say, he heals us, you know, he heals all my diseases, great, then we claim healing, right? can I just be honest with you that's just not right it's not what he's talking about he's talking about the healing of his soul and the disease of our soul is not not a broke leg or a, you know a black eye or whatever stubbed toe some of us get stubbed toes spiritually and man it messes us up but that's a whole another message I'm not going there today But it's not about him healing us physically. It's about David, and he talks about his soul. And this is about our soul being healed, and the disease of our soul is sin. And he's healed that by his death on a cross. And he's given us a chance to receive that healing. Yes, he heals physically. Yes, he absolutely can touch you. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, he can do that in many different ways. I don't even know if I should tell it, but I'm going. I'm, I'm going to tell this because I. So, the, so many of you said, "How did your dad's testing go this week?" And I said, "It went fine." It didn't go fine. The doctor comes out and he looks at me face to face, and he says, "Your dad has cancer." I, I mean. Like, what do you do after that, right? And and so, um, it was a tough day. And I held on to it. And, uh, you know, I did the best that I could with it. It was rough. Um, and so, we were like, what do we do next, you know? And we, were, we we're trying to come up with a plan. So... So on Friday, my sister called me and she said, "We've heard from the doctor; the pathology is back, and Dad does not have cancer." Thank God! Woo! I don't know how to explain it, y'all. Praise God. I mean, I'm not saying that he—I'm not saying that he had it, and it disappeared. I—I I, I don't know. But all I can know is some guy that knows a lot more than me, that sees it all the time, looked at it and said, that's cancer. And the pathology came back and said, it's not. Now, I don't, I don't know what will happen in the future. I don't know. I, I mean, there's so many questions. But all I know is that one minute he did and the next he didn't, as far as I know. Now, I've got to praise God. I would, now, let me un, let you understand that before I knew it wasn't cancer, my wife can attest to this and, and some others that I'm very close to, but I praise God before I knew it wasn't because he's God, cancer or not. But man, I'm so thankful that it's not. And he's got some other things to go through, and we'll get through that. But I, I'm just telling you that in that moment, it wasn't still, wasn't about him healing my dad's disease. My, my first concern was always, let me make sure he's good spiritually. And so my dad and I had conversations. My dad didn't know, so I'm just, y'all know before my dad knows this, okay? So please don't say, he'll know by the time you all see him next time. So uh, he's not, I know he's not le- listening to it on Facebook, that's for sure, so um, I, had to go, I had to go fix his TV for him yesterday so he could watch it, but anyway, so I know he's not watching it, but I'm just telling you that, that it, my concern wasn't about him physically, it was still about him spiritually. Today, I hope he heals everything that you have physically. Physically. But can I tell you that if he heals us physically and we get everything worked out and we live a nice healthy life and we die separated from God because we never accepted him as Savior, we we spend forever separated from him. That concerns me and terrifies me about anybody more than whether they died half amputated or not. Okay? So today I I, I want you to know that, that God... In a relationship with Him, you can be whole and healthy spiritually. Number three, real quickly, life in relationship with God is meaningful. If you want to focus on thanksgiving, know that life in relationship with God is meaningful. Verse four says, He redeems me from death and and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He forgives our sins because he heals us spiritually, that we're redeemed from death. We don't have to die the death that that we fear so much that we can simply go to sleep here and wake up in his presence. That's that's the imagery the Bible gives. That's what I got to go with. That if we know him, absent from the body is to be present with him. That's all I know. That's all I can give you, and I'm going with it because that 's what he promised, but how many people do we know live their whole life chasing stuff, chasing things and 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 all kinds of people and places and opportunities to only end up dying completely unsatisfied with life and that 's because the answer's not there the the world doesn 't provide it money and stuff and and travel and you know all of the position all of that stuff man it's, the answer is not there it just never will be the only position that matters is is saved and or unsaved and i hope it's saved God gives us people purpose in living. He gives us meaning. He gives our lives. Uh, he keeps them from going to waste on, on doing the things that we were never created to do. We, we had 301 last week and people found out what their spiritual gifts are. And man, now I can help plug them in to make them feel satisfied in how they're serving. That's what we're designed to do. We have You have a very specific design, completely different than mine. But it's finding out what it is and then then acting on it that makes the difference. Verse 5 says, he fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. He says, my soul, even in its old age, feels young. Regardless of your age or how many years you've walked on the earth, God is the only place you're going to find the satisfaction that you're looking for. So very quickly, let me give you just six practical things. You're like, six quick? Yeah, six quick, all right? Promise. Here we go. You ready? Here's six practical tips if you just want to focus on Thanksgiving and realize that your life can be be meaningful. Number one, be aware. Be aware. Forget not his benefits. Know that you have things to be thankful for. Be honest. Don't be a phony. Don't put on an act. Phony Christians turn people off. Can I just tell you that's so true? That's so true. People are watching, and they're looking to see what you and I do with life. Kim, I heard what you said this morning. You didn't know I was in the room. I heard what you said about me. And I, and that was a good thing, and I I appreciate that so much. And so it'd be very unhumble of me to say it, but but she said something really just that really just kind of sparked that in me. Because y'all know I'm always going to stand up here, and you're going to get you're going to get the raw run. How is this going to get me that way? Sometimes that's good, and sometimes that's bad. That's real bad sometimes. You sit in a room with me doing some counseling, you might be like, oh my gosh, what did I do this for? But I'm always going to be raw, raw and honest with you because I'm going to be raw and honest with myself and with God. And if we're ever going to get to where he wants us to be, listen, I can, I can pamper you and I can pet you. I can just you know, make you feel so good about yourself wherever you are. And listen, I want you to feel good about you. You're a child of the king if you've accepted him. But listen, if you're in a place that he doesn't want you to be, living a life that he doesn't want you to live, and you're experiencing all that you're experiencing because of that and dealing with the consequences of it, I'm going to tell you as best I can, as he leads me, that's what's going on. And it's not because I don't love you. It will absolutely be because I love you. And I needed somebody in my life to do that with me. In fact, many times... Many, many, many times. I wish I'd have had more of that. Be honest. It's okay to come in and fake the smile, but let me tell you, grab somebody, pull them to the side, wipe the smile off your face, and tell them the truth. Let them pray for you. That's where the healing comes in. He heals all our diseases. He heals our soul. Be honest about it be real i'd much rather have an honest truth an honest church where we we told each other we really like things about each other than to have one that keeps faking it and then never does anything that we need to do the way god wants us to be honest be grateful there's nothing that encourages praise like gratitude have a thankful heart i even saw a thing that somebody posted on facebook so you know it's true right I did read it, and it really is an accurate thing, though. But gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, a, 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 a thankful heart, actually rewires your brain. Did you know that? That if you'll just quit being so stuck on what's wrong and get focused on what's right, it'll fix you. Some of us need fixing. Gracious! About to go get crazy in here. Whoo! I like that. Be vocal. Tell somebody. Sing his praises. I mean, that's why I had to tell y'all this morning. I've been wanting to tell somebody all week. I wanted to tell somebody so I'd have people that, that would pray with me. But I, wasn't, I, I, I just trusted him that I wasn't supposed to tell anybody yet. And so now I can tell you all about my dad because I want, I want you to know that God is good. But he was good before I knew it wasn't cancer and he is good after now that I know that it's not. But it, on both sides of that, you need to understand that. Be vocal about what he's done for you. Bless somebody with your testimony. Amen. Do you know that's blessing them when you can tell them what he's done for you? Because then they can see that he can do it for them. Be vocal. Be natural. Praise God in a way that is natural for you. Some people, man, y'all are just hungry. Raise your hand. You ain't gonna jump up and down. You ain't gonna dance in front of nobody. I get that. You know what my dad does to praise God? He goes and sits at his woodshed. And he looks out over his creation and and he just is thankful there. Do it however you got to do it, but do it. Be natural. Praise him. Lift him up. And then the last one is be consistent. Make it part of your everyday experience. Be consistent with your praise. Don't wait for Thanksgiving to come before you're thankful for stuff. Don't wait for Sunday to come and get all spiritual and come in and try to Jesus juke him. No. No. Just praise him where you are when you know that you need to praise him. Be consistent. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this one. I think I may have pulled a few out of my pocket on this one. But but how about you? Love you too. How How about you? Are you living a life of thanksgiving? I mean, honestly, I said be honest. Let's be honest. Sometimes I'm not very thankful. I'm too busy. I'm doing too many things. I got too much going on. Too many places to be, too many people to talk to, too many. You know what? I ought to be thankful for all of that. I'm not. Not all the time. Not like I should be. Because here's what happens. Let me just give you a warning. Isaiah 29, verse 13, the Lord says, These people came near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules that they have been taught. Be careful that your praise only becomes what you've been told you should do. Be careful that your praise only becomes what may draw attention to you. Be careful that your praise only becomes what somebody else told you, you know, was the right way to do it. Be careful that your praise only becomes something that you do so other people see you and and, and focus on you and not on God. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Are you thankful? If you're thankful, express it. Because honestly, if you just take it, if you're just thankful and, you never, and it never comes out of you, I don't know, but I, gotta, I'm, I guess I could go to Webster and look it up. I just got to believe that if you're thankful for something, that, that it's got to come out to be real Thanksgiving. I don't know what the definition is, I don't know how it was worded or whatever, but I just believe that if you're thankful, it's going to come out if you are. So today, I just want you to be thankful. Here's what I want you to do. Here's your next step. I simply want you to take your connection card that you got when you came in. Put your, you can put your first name on it. That's fine. You don't have to put your whole name. Put your name on it. And I just want you to write something that you're thankful for. There's a place on there that's written for praises that you can, you can tell me the things that you're, thank, you know, that you're praising God for. Just simply take that out. And I just want you to write one thing that you're thankful for. It could be the thing you're most thankful for, It could be the thing you're most thankful for, the moment or just, you know, that just happened or whatever. I just want you to write something you're thankful for. And I want you to express it. Be natural. Right? Be you. Be honest. And I just want you to express it to him. You know what I'm going to do with them when I collect them all up this week? Like, I'm going to be thankful with you. I'm going to read through them, and I'm going to be so thankful with you. I'm going to be thankful for you, and I'm going to be thankful with you. I'm going to have a good week, y'all. I'm excited about it. I'm going to be a little jealous, probably of some of you. I'm not going to do that. I'm just kidding. I'm going to be so thankful with you that God has blessed you with that, that you can be thankful for And this week, I want, you to be, I, want you to, I want you to get with your family. I want you to tell them how thankful you are. They need to hear it. Some of our kids need to know that we're just thankful for them. Good, bad, and ugly. We're just thankful that, we, that they're ours. Some of our spouses need to know we're thankful for them. Some of our parents need to know we're thankful for them. Some of us need to, our neighbors need to know we're thankful for them. Who do you need to express that to this week? Focus on all you have, count your blessings. Because you got a lot of them. Know that a relationship with him is a whole and healthy life. It knowing him brings health to you spiritually. And then know that life in relationship with God is meaningful. There's something to it. There's a substance that we've been looking for everywhere else that we just can't find except in that. God, today we thank you that we can just spend this time with you. God, thank you. God, I'm thankful for the kids today. God, they, they were so fun to watch. God, for them, they were, they were expressing their worship of you in that song. And so, God, may we as adults take that to heart. And we might not have rhythm and can do the church clap, but, God, we certainly can praise you. We can certainly tell others about you. We can live out our lives the way that you want us to live it. And we can just trust you to guide us through the good times and the bad times. So, God, today we truly are thankful for you. We're thankful for this church that you allow us to come to. Thankful that you've blessed us with so many opportunities to minister to our community. We're thankful that you you give us opportunities to to love each other and to love you and, and love on our community. So, God, today, just in this last closing song, God, I just pray that you'll just minister to us. Remind us. Of all those things that we should be so thankful for every single day. And help us to worship you in it. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.